0: Evening guys, so today we're going to be talking about uh, how many guitar chords are there. So So there are technically infinite possibilities. Um, If you're talking like when you're just starting out, there's just a few key ones uh, that are very common in a lot of songs. So it's kind of like bang for your buck, you know. Uh, I'll talk a bit later about triads, something it's like a th- three notes that can make up a chord. So um, there's something called the caged system. Now, there's a lot of people against the caged system because it kind of limits you a little bit, it kind of like puts you in a little box. And once you've found the caged system, it does cover you. For a lot of situations, especially for general playing, uh, a lot of popular music, you can use the caged system. And essentially what the caged system is, is your C, C chords, so it's your C shape. And then you've got your A shapes, which is A minor and A major. And you've got your G shape. You've got your E shape, or your E minor shape. So that's C, A, G. E, and then D, D major and D minor. So with all those shapes, you can do so much, even just within this part of the neck. And then if you want to leverage a capo, you can change keys doing that. And a lot of tabs will just say capo two. And then you can do the same kind of, I don't know how many chords that was. One, two, three four, five, six, seven, eight. So there's about eight chords there that you can leverage um, by just changing the key by using the capo or just transposing it down into the bottom of the neck. So in the most basic form, if you're just starting out or if you're in your first kind of year and you're just trying to play a whole bunch of... uh, Not necessarily campfire songs, I guess people, that's what they they call it, but campfire songs where uh, most of the song is four chords or eight chords, you know, and it's fairly, you know, uh, simple to follow along. Then you can get away with doing that cage system, C-A-G-E-T, just those shapes. Now, when you add the bar chords in, again, there's just four main shapes that can cover you for a lot of different situations. Again, this is not the be-all or end-all of all chords, but it's a good point to kind of think about. So number one is the E major shape. Um, when you move that up, you can make all of the other major chords. So, the reason people use capos is so they don't have to bar with their first finger, they can do E major shape there, and if your cap is on the third fret for example it's a G, and if it's on the first it's an F, and if it's on the fifth it's an A, whatever, wherever you put it. Or the minor version, which is the E minor, so if you bar with your first finger then you make the E minor shape with these two fingers all your minors. F, F sharp, G, G sharp, A, A sharp, B, C, etc. So that, you know, that covers you for a lot. Then on this side, using the A minor and A major shapes, if you bar those, then that covers you for a whole set of other notes there on the guitar so d minor is on the fifth fret or d major so when when you're doing it down here it's the same as doing it here of course if you have to do d flat then it's a lot better to do it like that instead of down here okay doing it right in the corner there which sounds a bit tinny so it sounds a bit warmer up here so they there's eight shapes there for on the guitar which you can then turn into bar chords the e's and the a's uh shapes to start with then you can add c shapes and d shapes barring it's a little bit more advanced. It's not as needed. There are very particular times where you can create a unique sound by doing a D shape up here of a, you know, this is an A. Just sounds a bit different. It's the same as putting your cap on the seventh fret and doing a D chord. That Beatles song. Where here comes the sun? They do use. The, I think they use the capo up here, but could be wrong. Let me know in the comments if I'm wrong there. So they're your main major chords and minor chords. Okay. Now stepping out from that, you have seventh chords. Again, you've got major and minor seventh chords. And when i speak about the triads, I'm talking about the first, third, and fifth note of a scale. Okay, so when you play a C chord, you're playing C, E, G, okay, C, E, G, and then C, E again. Now, to make it a C7, you need to add in particular notes, and the seventh is talking about the seventh note in the scale, okay? Now, when you're doing C, uh, major 7 that's this that's the seventh note of the major scale, okay? which is the B. So if you go C, D, E, F, G, A, B That's your B, C It creates that jazz feel But when you do the dominant 7 That's when you put the flat 7 they call it. So not the B the B flat They put that over the top of the major chord. It's called a C dominant seven or a C seven, which you can call it. And you've got C seven, D seven, G seven, and you've got the sevenths of all of them and the major sevenths as well, which has more of the jazzy feel. So there's that whole world of sevenths major sevenths and dominant sevenths which are used a lot in blues and jazz and you know lots of other genres but famously originally from those two then what else do you have (laughs) so you've got major minor minor sevenths sorry dominant sevenths and major sevenths and minor sevenths okay it's a whole other sevenths there using different notes from the um so if you're doing a minor chord with a seventh on the on the top it's just called a minor seven if you're doing a major chord with a seventh on the top it's called a major seven when you do the dominant seven it's just the major chord with the minor seventh on the top (laughs) oh gosh it's a whole world okay so that's just a little introduction to it so guitar chords are the building blocks of music for the instrument forming the harmonic foundation of countless songs across various genres from the simplest of open chords to complex jazz voicings the guitar offers a vast array of chord possibilities limited only by the imagination of the player so yeah it's it's a whole it's a whole world and basically Once you've learned a whole bunch of chords in one octave, you can then add two octaves together. So for example, if I'm playing a C chord and I add um, this second fret and or this first fret, it creates another chord. Because once you've gone past C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D, the eight? is the 9th note so you can do a C add 9 which you might have heard of which is where you add that D in right at the top so that's 9 10 is the E that's already in the original chord uh, and then the 11th so C 11th you can add the F in at the top which kind of creates that sound which is similar to the C sus 4 the suss as well sus2 sus4 that's a whole other set of notes that you can do across one octave or two octaves which creates a whole load of different you know different voicings you know that's a c sus4 but this is as well you can add the g on the top there there's basically millions of ways to skin the cat as they say at core, a chord is a combination of three or more notes played simultaneously. These notes are typically derived from a specific scale and are arranged in various configurations to create different chord qualities, such as major, minor, diminished, and augmented. There's diminished and augmented as well. That's when you diminish, is when you bring a note down and it creates this. of sound. And augmented is when it goes up. Okay, So it creates different sounds there. So in standard tuning there are six strings on the guitar and each string can produce multiple pitches depending on fretting. This allows for a multitude of chord voicings and variations. Basic open chords which utilize open strings along with fretted notes are commonly used by beginners and experienced players like bar chords where a single finger presses down multiple strings across the fretboard to expand the guitarist's chord vocabulary further. So as players advance they often explore more intricate chord voicings. These may involve adding or omitting certain notes, incorporating extended chord tones sevenths, ninths, elevenths, thirteenths. So that's where When I was talking about the scale, and you are going C, D, E, F, G, A, B for the C major scale, that is eight notes. C, D, E, F, G, A, B. Seven notes, sorry. And then eight is the C. Once you go past that second C, you're in the second octave, the second set of eight notes. An octave is eight notes. So the second set of eight notes (coughs) is C, D, E, F, G, A, B. B, C, and then you're going to go D. That's your ninth. E, it's your tenth, etc. And it goes all the way up. So that's where you get the eleventh and the thirteenth. Basically, just means you've gone all the way around the octave and you're into the next set of notes. And you're adding those on top of the original notes. It's like the icing on the cake, if you like or using alternate tunings to achieve unique sounds so you can retune the whole guitar to a chord like C, G, D, whatever and then you once you've got this is all an open chord you can then add notes over the top across multiple octaves you could go two three octaves higher and then technically you can go past and you know if you do multiples of eight then you can do your seventeenths and your 21sts and whatever, <laughs> go through all the birthdays. So it goes over the octaves and that can create the original sounds for a particular song. So when you see these guitarists tapping up here, playing it like a piano and doing the whittling and finger tapping, that's exactly what they're doing. They're going above and beyond different octaves Combining the chords and the scales together to make these incredible bits of music. So, jazz guitarists, in particular, are known for their sophisticated chord voicings, which add colour and complexity to their playing. So, that's why people—not everyone—likes jazz because they don't understand necessarily why some of the chords are being paired together. It doesn't kind of harmonise in in the you know in the way that we. used to, especially in the pop and rock kind of genre, which you would arguably say has been the overarching style since, you know, the sixties, seventies, that kind of rock and pop, you can can add hip hop and metal and lots of other genres, but you would say those are the overarching ones um, that have stayed in the charts. Um, The exact number of guitar chords is difficult to quantify due to the instrument's flexibility. vast number of potential voicings, which some sources suggest there are thousands of possible chords. Others focus on a more manageable subset of commonly used shapes and voicings. Like I showed you before, C, G, A, B, you know, all the ones that I showed you. You can pretty much play most songs with those and then add the sevenths in, you know, I would say that covers you for a lot of different styles. Um, Ultimately, the number of chords a guitarist uses depends on their musical style preferences and level of proficiency. So you can pretty much get away with like maybe 20 different shapes uh, and you can play lots of different genres. So regardless of the specific number, exploring guitar chords is a journey of discovery and creativity for players of all levels for strumming basic open chords to crafting intricate jazz progressions. The guitar offers endless opportunities for expression and musical exploration through chords. So I was trying to learn a song the other day and it had a a chord which was A over F. So it it was doing a mini F and it was adding the A string underneath and it added that kind of sound. And then you go into a C, sus four, into a B, sus 2 back to the F. So it just has these like it has these unique sounds, the D minor 7 into the C sus four with the the B, sus two into the F, you know, so you can really create these lovely harmonies with all these alternate chords. So guitar chords are the essential elements of music for the instrument, providing the harmonic framework for countless songs and compositions. Whether strumming simple open chords or delving into complex jazz voicings, the guitar offers a vast array of chord possibilities limited only by the player's imagination and creativity. Hope you enjoyed this video, smash that like button, leave me some comments underneath if you're confused about anything and don't forget to subscribe and I will see you in the next one. Take care.